It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. Yes, it is Christmas Eve, all of you D-heads. And this week for show number 130 for the week of December 24th, 2015, we have a fun Christmas show lined up for you. All month long, we've been celebrating our very merry Christmas celebration with all kinds of special guests, great music, lots of fantastic memories from the D-team, and so much more all month long. Well, it is Christmas Eve, the time has arrived, and we have a jam-packed show for you because when you're thinking of Christmas, Christmas Eve, you're also thinking of Christmas vacation, taking that time off of work, taking that time off of school, and so many other things. So to help us celebrate Christmas Eve, as many people can do as you invite family and friends and many people over to your houses this evening, we have somebody who is no stranger to family vacations. We have none other than Beverly D'Angelo stopping in here at the show. That's right, Beverly, who you know as Ellen Griswold from all the National Lampoon vacation films, including Christmas Vacation. She's also been part of The Simpsons, Entourage, Coal Miner's Daughter, The House Bunny, and many other things. And Beverly's gonna stop in and talk about a lot of different things. The holiday season, the vacation films, being Ellen Griswold, her life, being an ink and painter for Hanna-Barbera, and so much more. So get ready as Ellen Griswold, yes, one of my all-time favorite actresses and film franchises from the National Lampoon series, Beverly D'Angelo is going to be stopping in here to celebrate Christmas with all of you D-heads. In addition, no Christmas celebration would be complete without the D-team. That's right, we have Aaron, Caitlin, Nathan, Jason, Paige, Randy, and Cody all stopping in here this week with their signature segments, fantastic memories to help celebrate the season, and making this show extra magical for the Christmas edition. We also have news hot off the D-Wire with many different things from The Force Awakens, Star Wars, Disneyland, the Disney Channel, all kinds of toys, the Walt Disney World Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade, and many other fun things. So, as you can tell, I am excited. It is going to be a fun show. All month long, we've been culminating with the very Merry Christmas celebration to get to this day, Christmas. And I am excited. I am actually wrapping gifts here in the studio because it's the only place I can be alone and quiet for my wife, my kids, my friends, my family, all kinds of fun things. I have a cup of peppermint hot cocoa here, just drinking and sipping it away, even though it hasn't really been the coldest of weather, but I am in the Christmas mood. It is definitely fun. Christmas has arrived. One of my favorite film franchises is stopping in here this week. I am excited. So before I officially kick off the show and this Christmas edition, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% off your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And spend it on what else? All those fantastic last-minute gifts for your friends and your family. So get to the stores, save that money, and check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, 
it is fun. We have a jam-packed show here for you this week. Something a little bit different than our normal shows. It's going to be a little bit different of a flow, but definitely jam-packed, very long, and slightly different before we kick into 2016 back to our normal shows and normal show format. But it has been a fun, wild ride for our very Merry Christmas celebration, having something a little bit different and fun with all these different shows here this month than our normal format. So, with that said... Get the family, get the eggnog, pull out your moose mugs, and get ready for Christmas vacation as we officially kick off show number 130 for the week of December 24th, 2015. And Merry, Merry Christmas, all of you D-heads. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. 
Here's a behind-the-scenes look at a special motion picture coming to your local theaters this holiday season. From Walt Disney Pictures. One magic Christmas. Santa Claus, how can one sleigh carry all the toys for all the kids every place? It's a magic sleigh. The making of One Magic Christmas is the reliving of a childhood memory of producer Peter O'Brien. I think one of my favorite Christmas memories is when I was about six years old in the country near where we are right now at a farmhouse very much like the one where this film is taking place. I saw Santa Claus, absolutely for certain, for sure, come and fill up my stocking full of toys. And uh, I didn't see it completely because I had to, to uh, pretend I was asleep. Um, but I'll never forget it. It was definitely him. No question about it. One Magic Christmas stars Academy Award winner Mary Steenburgen and Harry Dean Stanton. It's a film that should have an uplifting effect on people and on audiences and enrich their lives in some way, I hope. Good night, Jimmy. Merry Christmas. Gideon. It's a story filled with faith. Gotta go to the North Pole, Gideon. To see Santa Claus. And fantasy. I'm an angel. Christmas angel. You believe in magic? This holiday season, share the magic from Walt Disney Pictures. At theaters everywhere. One magic Christmas. Hi, this is Beverly D'Angelo from Christmas Vacation and all the other vacations. Entourage, coal miner's daughter, a gazillion things. I've been in over a billion movies or whatever. Even if you haven't heard of me, guess what? You're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron. I want to share with you my most Christmas vacation type of Christmas. First off, I absolutely love Christmas Vacation. Love it. It's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I am known in my neighborhood as Clark Griswold. My house and yard are covered in Christmas lights. Let's just say I have extension cords running everywhere. I've been known to blow a breaker or two, and I've went through a few fuses in my time. But I love Christmas lights. That is why we go to Silver Dollar City in Branson every year, and why I'm sad to see the Osborne lights leave Hollywood Studios. Well, I hope everyone has the merriest of Christmases. Hope you get to spend it with the ones you love and that it's truly magical. Have a Merry Christmas, D-Heads. On the first day of Christmas my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. And on the second day of Christmas my true love gave to me Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 
four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a five Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a-laying. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight maids of milking, six oh. geese are laying, On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven, six geese a laying, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Ten birds a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, six geese a laying, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eleven pipers piping, ten lords are leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five bum four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. And a trout day at Christmas, my children get to me. Eleven pipers piping, ten lords are leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. That was wonderful, you guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Fozzie, you got it. John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together. Starring John Denver and John's special guest stars, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Floyd, Scooter, and Rolf. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. 
All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for Christmas Eve. Yes, our Christmas Eve edition, as we're wrapping up our very Merry Christmas celebration all month long here at the show for show number 130 for the week of December 24th, 2015. And as I already mentioned, Christmas Eve is upon us. It has been a wild ride all month long with all kinds of different shows in our normal format. And we've had all kinds of fun, magical memories, fantastic guests, and definitely if you don't want to let the holidays go, Go back and listen to all of them today, especially if you're making those last-minute Christmas cookies, wrapping those gifts, much like myself at the last minute, and many other things. Just play back the shows and enjoy some Christmas holiday cheer all month long. Fantastic. So, all of you D-heads, we have some fun things on the horizon here, and I'm going to give you all the different ways to stay connected here at the show before I jump into all that. So remember, you can always connect up with us on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more, including our Lifetime of Disney Player at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash JohnDiz, that's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand. Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find your lifetime of magic and memories in our quirky little show. And remember, you can always subscribe to the latest shows in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get it on your iPhone, your Android, your mobile device, your tablet, and many other places just by subscribing and get the latest shows as soon as they are released, downloaded to listen to and enjoy through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And remember, you can find all of these links on our official website at DizRadio.com. DIZRadio.com. So, all of you D heads, with that said, I did mention that there was all kinds of news on the horizon. Many different things. I mean, there's just tons of it, but I'm going to truncate this because it's Christmas. The last thing you want to hear is me rambling on with a bunch of news things. So, you know, I got to say, this Christmas present this week is the D team taking the reins for me. They've definitely alleviated a lot of me rambling week in and week out this week here at the show. So, I'm going to give you just two things of news. One, Force Awakens. You definitely got to see it. Check it out. Great story. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but let's just say it's in the it's in the top Star Wars franchise films. I'm not going to say it's the all-time best, but I will say at least they went back to simple storytelling. I'll leave it at that. Definitely check it out. Two, The Force Awakens again, toppling Jurassic World with their numbers this opening weekend. Fantastic to that as well. Now, also coming up on the news horizon, let's not forget that tomorrow, kicking off at 9 a.m., is the Walt Disney World Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade. Now, that is something you don't want to miss every single year. I watch it with my family. We set DVR. We play it back, and we enjoy it. It is something that I've enjoyed for years, back when it aired with Regis Philbin and Alan Thicke and all those people hosting it, and I wish they would go back to that, but I'm not going to be a beggar or a chooser. I'm just going to enjoy that they still show it every Christmas day. So I'm excited for that. And finally, tomorrow is Christmas. This is your last chance to be good. This is your last chance to be good for Santa before he comes tonight. You don't want Noel to bring you coal in your stocking, do you? Right? And if you don't know who Noel is, yes, watch Prep and Landing. 
Naughty vs. Nice. You don't want him to bring you that coal. But remember, Santa is coming tomorrow. Now that is the top of the news here. Santa is coming, so get ready for that. Now all of you heads, that's all the news I'm going to bring you. Yes, that is it. I'm not bringing you much more news here. Like I said, it's Christmas Eve. You want to spend that time making cookies, listening to the music, listening to the D-Team, and having fun as we have Beverly D'Angelo. Yes, Ellen Griswold is stopping in here to talk about the best kind of Christmas vacation you can have. One that is crazy, zany, full of cats, moose mugs, cutting down Christmas trees, and more, and making it your very own family vacation. So I'm excited for that as well. So during this holiday season, it is Christmas Eve. I have to say, all month long for the very Merry Christmas celebration, I hope we were able to bring you the magic and memories and just make the holiday special, something a little bit different from our normal shows. Normally, we're bringing you all kinds of news and all kinds of different things, but I hope you enjoy as we deviated for this month and just wanted to make it magical, make it fun, make it something that you can relive and just really bring that twinkle, that sparkle, setting up your trees, putting out your villages, making those cookies, wrapping the presents. I hope we were able to bring you a little bit of magic during this month with the Very Merry Christmas celebration. So Christmas Eve is in the wings. We have a lot coming from the D-Team. I kid you not, all of you D-Heads. We have a ton coming from the D-Team from more magical memories, all of their signature segments from I Want to Know, The Vault, This Week in Disney History, WDW in 2, Disney Multimedia, The Magical Music Review, and so much more. So we have a fun, jam-packed Christmas show for you. And of course, my Christmas present to you, less of me talking. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, before I release the reins to the D-Team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And spend it on what else? All those fantastic last-minute presents for everybody in your family. Definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Eds, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. We have a full jam-packed Christmas edition here as we're getting ready for Beverly D'Angelo to stop in here at the show and celebrate a good old-fashioned family Christmas like no other with us. So continue to wrap those gifts, listen to the show, and remember, maybe if you're good, you can even take a trip to Toy Town. Be right back, all of you D-Heads, and take it away, team. Merry, Merry Christmas, all of you D-Heads. I am excited. So let's press on for show number 130 for the week of December 24th, 2015.
this our Christmas show we on the team were asked to share a favorite Christmas memory as I thought about this I kept coming back to two different Christmas vacations which are tied in my mind one is Christmas of 2004 I believe the other is Christmas 2011 what I love about the earlier Christmas was it was a Christmas with my entire family we traveled to Virginia to spend the holiday with my family as did the family in Indiana and Florida on Christmas Eve, we all opened one gift, and Corinne got Miracle on 34th Street on DVD. We six cousins slept down in the basement, falling asleep to the movie. Waking up the next morning to the faces of all my cousins and aunts and uncles was a real treat. We all don't have many occasions when we're all in the same place at the same time, so the occasions when we do is special. The Christmas in 2011 that ties with it, for me, is the Disney cruise my family took with my best friend and his family. Setting sail on Christmas Eve, we nine spent this holiday aboard the Disney Magic. We're all one big family at the heart. We actually combined our last names together just as a joke, but it has kind of stuck. Spending time with some of my favorite friends and my family all together was a blast. Celebrating the day in Disney was made even more fun. We left the ship on December 30th and we finished the Christmas vacation with New Year's Eve in Walt Disney World. Just like the Christmas of 04, I spent the holidays with people I love, which is all I could ever ask for. My Christmas wish to all of you D-Heads is that you have a special, safe, magical, and joyful Christmas. Spend time with those you love, gather around the Christmas tree, and remember what this holiday is all about. As it is said in Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, it's not about candy canes, holly, or lights all aglow. It's about the hearts that we touch and the care that we share. Christmas is more than a gift-giving season. It's time with our loved ones to show that we care when families and neighbors come together to share. And it's about one special little baby born to us on Christmas Day with a great promise for all of us. From my family, the team, and myself to your family, Merry Christmas, D-Heads. 
You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, the big day is just about upon us, Christmas Day. Hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and that Santa is very good to you. Don't forget to watch the Disney Park Christmas Parade. Well, for the last time this year, let's reach into the virtual Santa mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question this week is from Felicia, and she writes, Disney On Demand, holiday question for you. McDonald's and Christmas toys. I sure do miss those cheap toys from Disney and McDonald's, but I have a rescuer's ornament set I think I got at Christmas. Still love this felt thing. Someone told me there was an Oliver and Company one too. Is there? I need to find it. Thanks and happy holidays. Well, I also love the McDonald's toys, especially those from the 80s. McDonald's released two musical plush ornaments from Oliver and Company in 1988. Two characters were Dodger and Oliver. You got an ornament when you bought a $5 book of McDonald's gift certificates. Your best bet is to try to find these guys on eBay and also get on YouTube and check out the commercials from back then. They're really cool. And yes, the Rescuers Down Under toys you have were released in 1990 as Christmas ornaments. Well, our next question is from Samantha and she writes, Aaron of the D-Team and I want to know, a young fan of the show here, at Downtown Disney, I read they used to do a New Year's Eve countdown like every night in Pleasure Island. Have you ever experienced that? Do you think they will ever bring it back? Was it fun? Well, Pleasure Island opened May 1st, 1989. Pleasure Island opened emulating Church Street Station in downtown Orlando, Florida. At that time, this was a highly successful gated attraction which offered admission to multiple clubs for one price. The legend the Disney Company created is that Pleasure Island was based on the fictitious owner, Meriwether Adam Pleasure, and was carried on into one of its clubs, the, the Adventurers Club. Every night at midnight, New Year's Eve was celebrated at Pleasure Island with a fireworks show. This tradition lasted from 1990 through New Year's Eve of 2005. I never got to experience it, but I'm sure it was a lot of fun. I mean, come on, it had fireworks. There are some cool videos on YouTube to relive the countdown. And, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever see anything like Pleasure Island again, or anything like the New Year's Eve countdown. Well, our last question is from Greg Barnes of Virginia, and he writes, Question for Disney On Demand and Aaron. I love Goofy and Bill Farmer on your show was fantastic. How many Goofy Christmas specials have there been? I know this is a tall order, but I could ask you how many Christmas records instead. Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas. Well, we all love Goofy, and he's been in some great Christmas specials. He's appeared in Pluto's Christmas Tree, Mickey's Christmas Carol, a Magic Kingdom Yuletide Special, Disney's Christmas Fantasy on Ice, a GoofTube Christmas, have yourself a goofy little Christmas, the Nutcracker, Mickey's Mixed Nuts, Mickey's Christmas Chaos, Pete's Christmas Caper, 
Clarabelle's Christmas List, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Mickey's Magical Christmas Snowed in at the House of Mouse, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas, Mickey Saves Santa, and Oh Christmas Tree. I hope I got them all. My favorite appearance of Goofy is in a Mickey's Christmas Carol. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and Merry Christmas. And so, Merry Christmas, Joyeux Noël, Melekerikimaka, Feliz Navidad, et Buon Natal. From our house of fun and laughter to yours, Happy Holidays. By the fire's glow Singing songs And stealing kisses Under the mistletoe We've finished the feast And the tastiest treats But the spirit of Christmas Just isn't complete Without true friends And family And the memories we recall It's the love we share Something special underneath the tree oh. We hope it fits you perfectly I'm making a wish on a sparkling light But that's not what makes this so magical now It's our true friends and family And the memories we share our Christmas spirit with you. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody! Hey, this is Mark Mosley, but you may know me as Disney's voice of Mushu the Dragon, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. letters this year. Well, let me see here. Dear Santa, my name is Karen and I'm six years old. This year my family is going to Walt Disney World Resort for Christmas. I was worried you would find me, even though Daddy says you always know where all the kids are. Can you tell me what Walt Disney World Resort is like at Christmas time? 
but to Mickey, Goofy, and the rest of the gang do to get ready for the holidays. Do they decorate a big Christmas tree like we do at my house? Do they sing Christmas songs like we do at school? Please write back soon. Your friend, Karen Henderson. Yes, I'll always believe in you. Hmm, let me think. Ah, yes, I know just what to write her. Dearest Karen, it's great to hear that you and your family are going to the Walt Disney World Resort for Christmas. Mrs. Claus and I always make a special visit there on Christmas Day. So don't worry, I'll find you. Karen, you and your family are in for a big treat. My friends there work very hard to get ready for all the Christmas festivities. It all begins at warehouse number nine. You see, Karen, Mickey Mouse and the rest of the gang are in charge of spreading all the Christmas cheer. Here, Mickey and his friends find everything they need to make a jolly holiday at all the Disney parks and resorts. Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. What are you doing New Year's Eve? Well, reservations have opened for the Countdown to Midnight New Year's Eve Bash at Disney's Yacht and Beach Club. The party has three parts, including a comedy reunion at the Adventurers Club, a nine-piece dance band at Club Live, and a seven-piece band at Club Final, playing today's hits in a hot jazz style. Of course, there will be plenty of delicious food and drinks to enjoy throughout the night, and even a souvenir champagne glass. We're sure you can expect a big finale at midnight, complete with balloons and confetti. So if you're interested in making this your New Year's Eve plan, check out more info on the Disney Parks website and call 407-WDW-DINE to make reservations. If you're in the parks this week, make sure to catch the Voices of Liberty performing Joyful, a gospel celebration of the season. They'll be performing off and on at the Future World Fountain Stage four times a day through December 29th. And what better to put you in the Christmas spirit than some pitch-perfect a cappella? The Comedy Warehouse Holiday Special is back at Hollywood Studios this year. They'll be performing at the Premier Theater through January 3rd. This family-friendly improv comedy show is the perfect addition to your trip to the studios this season. The cast will take suggestions from the audience to craft their show, and of course, like any good improv comedy show, will involve some audience participation. You can also catch the cast on the streets of America between 11.30 and 5.30 every day. Don't forget to watch the Disney Parks Unforgettable Christmas Celebration on ABC Christmas Morning. It's one of my family's favorite traditions. Have the merriest Christmas with your friends and family, and don't forget, you can fly. Merry Christmas, and welcome to the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida for our special live Christmas Day celebration. Merry Christmas, everybody! Christmas morning. Oh, Merle's birthday. Hmm. Well, he said to meet him here. Gorge, 
everybody. <laughs> oh, boy, I got a Christmas surprise for you. Come on, I'll Oh, gosh, Minnie, would you do the honors? Oh, my, <laughs> certainly, Mickey. Here we go. Welcome to a very special, very merry Christmas parade as Walt Disney World celebrates 25 years of magic. Join the fun as we say thank you to everyone who's ever visited the most magical place on Earth. This day will be full of surprises. <laughs> Resort in sunny Orlando, Florida. Celebrating 25 years of Disney magic. It's the 1996 Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade. This year with three spectacular parades. In the Magic Kingdom, the world TV premiere of the all-new 25th Anniversary Parade. From the Disney MGM Studios, Toy Story with Buzz, Woody, and everyone's favorite toys coming to life. Along with a very special edition of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade. Plus special spotted guests from the hit movie 101 Dalmatians, Cruella DeVille, and the whole Dalmatian gang. Join your hosts for this Christmas Day extravaganza. Step-by-step, step, Suzanne Summers. And from coach, Jerry Van Dyke. Special guests from Walt Disney World Inside Out on the Disney Channel. J.D. Roth and Brian Leary. Direct from New York and the Broadway stage production of Beauty and the Beast, Gary Beach as Lumiere. Gospel performer, Sandy Patty. The voices behind Disney's animated classics. Pumbaa from The Lion King, Ernie Sabella. Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, Sam Wright. Plus, from Life's Work, a special appearance by Lisa Ann Walter. Now, let's go down to Main Street for the start of the very merry Christmas parade. Hey everyone, Cody here again with another personal memory to share with you during this wonderful time of the year. One of the most exciting things that people do around the holidays is to plan a family vacation. And why not? It's a great way to make some long-lasting memories. Things you'll remember for forever. Um, you know, go to nice new places, see things you've never seen before, and just a great overall experience for everybody. 
I remember when my parents planned our first family vacation over the holidays. It was back in 1992. I was eight years old at the time, and I was really, really excited for this one because they were going. We were going to the most magical place on earth. That's right. My parents had planned a nice family vacation to Disney World. I remember the trip had a lot of firsts for me. It was my first time on an airline plane. It was my first time on a roller coaster. First time swimming in the ocean. Uh, first time eating different foods uh, like shrimp. You know, I, I know eight-year-old hadn't had shrimp before, but yeah, it was first time I had shrimp. Um, and just overall, my first time being at like an amusement park. And I remember just trying to take everything in at all the parks. It was truly like stepping into a new world at uh, at each theme park you could go to in Disney World. It was it was really something, you know. Um, it was it was just a lot of fun. Um, my my biggest memory or my most favorite memory from there, and I know a lot of people probably feel this way, was going on Splash Mountain. I remember the first time, it was one of my first roller coasters, and I just kind of wish after Disney World, after that vacation, I kind of wished every roller coaster was like Splash Mountain, but I've been disappointed, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, But anytime I ever think of Disney World and I think of going on Splash Mountain, it it just, it always... uh, it always brings a huge smile to my face again, and I just I can't wait to uh, eventually be able to take my kids to to Disney World. It's something that I would love to do, and um, again, it's uh, it's just something I I know that they would have a blast doing because they're Disney nuts, just like just like the old man here. Um, but yeah, for my family vacation, that was it was a great time spending it with my family, with my parents. I know we all had a great time, and like all vacations, you know, it's it, you're always a little sad when they have to end and you have to go back to the real world. But, you know, that's what makes them makes them so special, I suppose, is that they do have to come to an end. So you really gotta use that time and you know really uh, you make the most of it, if you will. So that's my special memory for you this week. That's gonna do it for me. I'd like to wish you all a magical, memorable, and most of all, a safe Christmas. And I'll see you next time.
My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC-82 Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where there's always eggnog a-flowing. Well, we've made it. The magical night of the year. And down here in the vault, we like to do many things. Other than watch movies and eat popcorn, it's always time to celebrate with family and friends. So what better way to bring out the holiday and Christmas season and end it on a high note with a really special Disney film, the 1985 underrated Christmas classic, One Magic Christmas. Meet the Grangers, Ginny, Jack, Cal, and Abby. They seem like the all-American happy family. I mean, with Mary Steenburgen as your mother, wouldn't you be happy too? I mean, come on, eventually she's going to be Mrs. Doc Brown. But tonight, the Grangers are in a bit of financial troubles. See, Jack's been out of a job for some time, and he'll be losing the house by the end of the year. In order to make ends meet, Jenny has been working at the local grocery store. Jack, on the other hand, has a hobby. He loves fixing bikes. He's currently working on one for Cal and Abby's friend Molly, a little girl who doesn't have a lot to spare for Christmas. One night, as all little girls do, they go to mail their letter to Santa. As she's doing so, Gideon stops by. See, Gideon happens to be the guardian angel of the Grangers. He stops Abby from mailing that letter and tells her to give it to her mother and that she should mail it. She, of course, agrees, as every little good girl does, and heads back home, only for Gideon to stop a car that would have ended up killing her. The next day, the Grangers go to visit Jack's grandfather, and, of course, it's Presents Day. And what does Caleb give the kids? Well, Cal receives a book of Christmas and Abby a snow globe of the North Pole. The kids are ecstatic. I mean, who wouldn't? These are great gifts. Gideon again visits Abby. Gideon's a little upset in the fact that he's learned that Mom still hasn't mailed Santa's letter. As all guardian angels do, he does warn Abby that something will happen tomorrow, but don't be afraid that he'll be around. Tensions are still high within the Granger house, still concerned about what's going to happen if they have to leave the home. Jack still wants to open up that bike shop that he so desperately wants. And Ginny thinks it's a hopeless dream. In a fit, he storms out of the house and she races after him. I mean, you cannot have an argument during the Christmas season. It's just not right. She leaves the house. All the Christmas lights begin turning off around her, as if the Christmas spirit is turning off inside of her. The following day is Christmas Eve. How exciting could you be? I mean, it is the day we get prepared for the big man to come. And all through the day, Ginny notices a few parallels. On her way to work, she sees a man selling some of his possessions in order to help support himself and his son, and not doing so well. As most fathers do, including my own, Jack thinks it's time to start shopping for Christmas. So the kids hop in the car and they head over to the bank, hoping to get some last-minute money out of their savings. Rather than going into the bank with Dad, 
Abby goes over to the store to visit with Mom. Jenny wonders why she's there, and of course Abby's going to tell her that Dad's over at the bank. Jenny will not have that, and she leaves her post at the store to go and stop Jack, only to have her boss see her leave and immediately fires her. So as you can see, the day is not going so well for the Grangers. Jenny makes sure that Abby's in the car and heads into the bank to find out what's really going on, only to discover that the man who was selling stuff earlier that day that she saw at the gas station is now holding up the bank. Jack does everything he can to try to stop the situation, but Harry shoots him. Afraid that he's done something wrong, and of course he has, Harry gets in the closest car he can, which happens to be the Granger's car, complete with Cal and Abby inside, and he's off and running. As any mother would, Ginny chases after him, but unfortunately runs out of gas. Panicked and afraid, she doesn't know what to do. But thankfully, the police are on the situation and have set up a roadblock near a bridge where unfortunately, Harry doesn't see the situation very well, skids and heads over the bridge and into the river below. It's unbelievable that this Christmas Eve is becoming the worst ever. Jenny returns home and cries, only to be greeted by Caleb, letting her know that her children are okay. The story is, Harry may have dropped them off before the crash, but truth be told, it was Gideon who helped them. And now, the hardest part that any mother would ever have to tell her children, she informs them that Jack is not coming home. The gunshot wound that hit him at the bank fatally wounded him. Hoping for that last Christmas miracle, Abby runs downtown hoping to find Gideon. As every good guardian angel, he does come to her aid, letting her know that he can't fix things like death, but the only person who could do that would be Santa. And so Gideon, being the good guardian angel that he is, takes Abby to the North Pole. Unfortunately, Santa lets Abby know that this situation is not for him to be able to be fixed. But it's up to Abby to make this happen. And while she's there, takes her through the factory and finds an old letter that Jenny wrote when she was a child. And that this letter may just be the key to opening her mother's heart. Abby rushes home thanks to Gideon and gives Ginny the letter. Ginny reads it and realizes that she has been missing things in her life. And she sees that the true meaning of Christmas is truly within her. And to celebrate what you have and not what you want. Ginny rushes out and mails Abby's letter immediately. In doing so, the Christmas lights all around the neighborhood turn back on. And who comes wandering down the road but Jack? who seems a bit confused, thinking that he's only been for, out for a walk. It doesn't matter if it's a walk or a short sleep. All that matters is that the family is back together. The next day, Ginny gets something that most people don't get the opportunity to do, but she gets to relive every event from Christmas Eve. It's kind of like Groundhog's Day with a much better ending. Thankfully, she still has her job, but asks her boss if she could have one day off just to spend with her family. She returns back to the gas station where she sees Harry and buys something from him. And he, of course, he wishes her a Merry Christmas. That night in the village, there's the annual tree lighting and she happily participates. 
She soon realizes she needs to support Jack a little bit more and agrees it's time for him to open that bike shop. And of course, Jack finishes Molly's bike and hands it over to her just in time for Christmas. What a beautiful day to end the new Christmas Eve. That night, as she's drifting to sleep, she hears some noises downstairs. Again, I personally would stay in bed. It's warmer and safer. But she goes down to investigate and finds Santa leaving gifts under the tree. He wishes her a Merry Christmas, and she, too, turns to him and says something she hasn't said in a very long time, and that is Merry Christmas. What a beautiful and magical story to tell on a beautiful and magical night. It truly is one magic Christmas. This 88-minute underrated classic is truly a beautiful thing to own. It is unfortunately only in DVD and unfortunately nothing to boast of when it comes to special features. However, when you have such a magical story being told to you, who needs extras? And I think that's the idea when it comes to Christmas. Who needs the extras, the frills, and the bows? When you have the things that mean most to you, your family, your friends, and most of all, the love you share amongst all of them. When this was released in November of 85, it's hard to believe that most people kind of overlooked it. To me, it's a wonderful way to tell It's a Wonderful Life in a whole different way. You pop in a guardian angel, a Santa Claus, and the future Doc Emmett Brown, what more do you want? I think it truly hits to the heart when people say, what does one want for Christmas? If there's anything we can learn from what Ginny needed to see, is that we need to find the love and the true nature of ourselves in our heart in order to celebrate the true nature of Christmas. So as you can see, there's not a lot when it comes to this movie to laugh about because it is such a heartwarming story. So I promise in the new year, I'll be back with a little more of the funny, but I wanted to give at least one magical gift before the end of the year. So I'm going to wrap this one up in a bow and give this one all to you. Until we meet again next year, friends, remember, the magic of Disney movies is truly deep in your heart and always deep inside of you. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice behind the characters Goofy, Pluto, and many of your other Disney favorites. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh, With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, D-Head, so I am back once again, and this week you've been getting a lot less of me here at the show, so that might be a good thing, a good Christmas present, but thank you to the D-Team for stopping in with all kinds of magical memories, your signature segments, and so much more as we've been bringing these very unique shows the last four weeks for our very Merry Christmas celebration, deviating from our normal show format, just making it fun and magical all month long. So as the team has been bringing you their magical memories and their craziest vacations and so many other things as we gear up for the one and only Beverly D'Angelo to stop in here at the show, I'm going to share my very own lampoony kind of zany Christmas vacation moment. And many of those are people who want to have huge, gigantic family gatherings. Well, for me, 
it comes back to decorating the house. Much like Aaron said earlier on, in his neighborhood, he's Mr. Clark Griswold. Well, in my neighborhood, I am Clark as well. So much so, I have a Wally World shirt, Christmas vacation shirt, and many other things. And let me tell you, I am known as Clark throughout the neighborhood because whether it's Halloween or Christmas, we are doing decorations big, gigantic at our house and everybody knows it. So with that comes a lot of the time and tedious production. With Christmas, it takes us probably about four to five days to decorate for Christmas. Now this happened about two, three years ago. I'm outside decorating with the kids. Now of course, they're not gonna let me slide. They're not gonna let me uh, you know, not put out the, all the decorations. And we do this for everything, for Halloween, Christmas, you name it. So we're out there. We're setting up all of our Christmas decorations and we put out a ton of them. So much like Chevy in Christmas Vacation, I had the staple gun out there. I'm up on a ladder. Now what better way to be two stories up on a ladder, putting lights on your roof, than to have a five-year-old spotter? Yes, I had a five-year-old spotting me as my wife was in the house making cookies. So with that, I'm like, stop bouncing on the ladder. Stop bouncing on the ladder. So finally, as he's jumping up and down, all I'm trying to do is get these lights up. And if you know, you're setting up lights with a, a house that's that tall, you hate it because you put up five lights, you walk all the way back down, slide over the ladder, walk all the way back up, do it again, do it again, do it again. So I'm doing this. I have the staple gun out, I'm stapling away. Finally, I look down, my spotter is gone. Now, as my spotter's gone, I'm coming down the ladder and I feel the ladder slightly sliding down the side of the house. Now, I am terrified. Like, literally, I have cold sweats. I don't know if I should just keep walking down or what I should do. So I just book it. I go as fast as I can down that ladder, and it slid down the side of the house. I look around. I'm looking for my five-year-old spotter. Nowhere to be found, but what do I see? I see the neighbors outside just laughing, just laughing like crazy. I'm like, way to go, Clark. I'm like, okay, that's good. Not a crazy lampoon moment, but I realize... I forgot the stapler on top of the roof. Thing is, I didn't know where I forgot the stapler. So as the stapler is on top of the roof, I had to keep moving it because I couldn't see up on the roof. I had to keep moving the ladder over and over and over again and over again. And I had to keep doing this back and forth and back and forth till finally I'm like, I have no clue where this thing is. So the winds are picking up. Everything is blowing around. We got to pack it up for the day. We're only about day two or day three into our Christmas decorating at this point. So I'm like, fine, I'll go ahead. I'll just wash it out and I'm just going to have to put it away, find it tomorrow. As I'm walking down the ladder, I get to the bottom. I'm at the bottom, putting back on my gloves. I'm kind of cold. All of a sudden I look up wham smack right in the face the stapler slid off the top of the roof hit me dead in the head so much so all of a sudden i feel a little bit of warmth yes i busted open my head <laughs> and again the neighbors were outside i don't know why they're always outside watching me but they were outside laughing hysterically until i hold up my hand and wave to them show them the blood which then they laughed even harder they said are you all right apparently if you're standing you're good Hilarious moment. So I'm there, it hurts. And you know, long story short, everybody has these little bit of Clark moments. I could have gone the route of talking about a crazy family vacation, uh, getting home just in time to do other things or wrap presents last minute. And I have a lot of stories, but this is the one that just popped into my head that kind of correlated with the one and only Beverly D'Angelo stopping in here very shortly. So it was fun. Later that night, we fired up the fire and watched Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. 
and uh, just enjoyed the night. Mind you, the next day we went back out, and uh, this is for a different day. Let's just say I climbed the tree to put out the lights all throughout the tree, because I hate when people stop putting up lights halfway through a tree. Let's just say I fell from that tree as well. Yes, I fell from the top of a tree square on my back and laid there for about 15 minutes. But that's a story for a different day. So LVG heads, let's press on with this long, momentous, huge show here for show number 130 for December 24th, 2015, as we're gearing up for Beverly D'Angelo from Christmas Vacation, all the vacation films, Entourage, The Simpsons, and more. Stopping in here very shortly. We have more from the D-Team and all kinds of fun. I'm going to continue wrapping up my presents here. So ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Let's just get excited because Santa is coming tonight. Be right back, all VD heads, and the next time I am, I'm going to have none other than Beverly D'Angelo with me celebrating the holidays. Be right back, all VD heads. Don't look inside, I'm stuck don't look under the tree The one thing we're looking for Is something we can see Far more precious than silver And more splendid than gold It's something to treasure But it's
Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. The week of Christmas is finally upon us. Saw Star Wars with my family and was blown away, and now a great holiday week is coming up to wrap it up. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio history with show number 94 from December of 2014 featuring the official Rankin-Bass historian himself, Rick Goldschmidt. Jump on over for some holiday listening today. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to begin in 1887 when comic actor Eric Bloor, who voiced J. Thaddeus Toad in Disney's 49, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, is born in London, England. In 1908, actor-singer Dennis Morgan, who in 1958 hosted Disneyland's very first evening candlelight processional parade, is born in Prentice, Wisconsin. In 1913, Imagineer, master model maker, and Disney legend Fred Yorger is born in Pekin, Illinois. In 1924, actor Charlie Callas, the voice of the animated dragon Elliot in Disney's 1977 Pete's Dragon, is born in Brooklyn, New York. And also in 1924, screenwriter Rod Sterling is born Edwin Rodman Sterling in Syracuse, New York. His popular Twilight Zone television series is the inspiration for Disney's Tower of Terror theme park attractions. In 1932, newsman Dave McPherson is born in Ithaca, New York. In July of 55, he made Disneyland history when he became the very first paying customer to enter Walt's Anaheim Park. In 1936, a baby girl named Sharon May is born, and less than two weeks later, she will be adopted officially by Walt Disney and his wife Lillian. In 1937, on a Tuesday, Disney's first feature-length animated film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, premiered at the Carthay Circle Theater. In 1944, Disney's seventh animated feature, The Three Caballeros, world premieres in New Mexico City. It will be released in the United States the following February. In 1948, actor Samuel L. Jackson, the voice of Lucius Best and Frozone, in the 2004 Disney Pixar animated feature The Incredibles and Jedi Master Mace Windu, is born in Washington, D.C. In 1960, Disney's live-action Swiss Family Robinson is released along with the horse with the flying tail. In 1971, Roy O. Disney, one of Walt's older brothers, business partner, and co-founder of the Walt Disney Company, passes away at the age of 78 with a cerebral hemorrhage in Burbank, California. In 1989, the NBC television series The Magical World of Disney airs A Muppet Family Christmas. In 1992, the Disney MGM Parade Aladdin's Royal Caravan debuted. In 2002, Ariel's Grotto, a restaurant located at Paradise Pier in Disney's California Adventure, opens for business officially. And we're going to finish this holiday week in Disney history D-heads with 2013 when Saving Mr. Banks is generally released to United States theaters. Well, D-heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. And again, Merry Christmas from my family to yours, and I hope it's a relaxing, memorable holiday season for you. As always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. Did you ever hear the story of the Christmas tree who just didn't want to change the show? He liked living in the woods and playing with squirrels. He liked icicles and snow. He liked wolves and eagles and grizzly bears and critters and creatures that crawl. Why, bugs were some of his very best friends, spiders and ants and all. Now that's not to say that he ever looked down on a vision of twinkling lights or on mirrored bubbles and peppermint canes and a thousand other delights. 
and he often had dreams of tiny reindeer and a jolly old man in a sleigh full of toys and presents and wonderful things in the story of Christmas Day. Oh, Alfie believed in Christmas all right. He was full of Christmas cheer all of each and every day and all throughout the year. To him it was more than a special time, much more than a special day. It was more than a beautiful story. It was a special kind of way. You see, some folks have never heard a jingle bell ring, and they've never heard of Santa Claus. They've never heard the story of the Son of God. And that made Alfie pause. Did that mean that they'd never know of peace on earth, or the brotherhood of man, or know how to love, or know how to give? If they can't, no one can. You see, life is a very special kind of thing, not just for a chosen few, but for each and every living, breathing thing, not just me and you. So in your Christmas prayers this year, Alfie asked me if I'd ask you, say a prayer for the wind and the water and the wood and those who live there too. from your old voice actor pal, Corey Burton. (laughs) 
and you're listening to Disney On Demand. So knowing that Beverly D'Angelo is upstairs in the DOD studios and Jonathan is bogarting all of the time, trust me, I could be rusty too. But in honor of this fine, comedic, and iconic woman upstairs, let me tell you a little story that is a Christmassy, vacationy kind of story. We were driving up north to Michigan to be with our family, uh, and then, of course, do the complete circle. So it's it goes Bay City, Michigan, to South Bend, Indiana, to Chicago, down back home here in Cincinnati. And this was a couple years ago, so we were driving up early before Christmas, and as we were getting close to the Zawaki Bridge, it starts to snow. And that's a great thing, because there's nothing better than snow during the holidays. And as we were going up this very large bridge, and I don't know the exact measurements, but it is really scary to go on in the daylight as well as treacherous weather. So the snow becomes light to heavy to very, very heavy. And the roads are getting a little treacherous. We start sliding. I'm half asleep. Michael at the wheel is starting to take very good control of things. I look at him and go, are you doing this on purpose? Which then turns into the very much, I'm getting mad at you. So I had to keep quiet the rest of the time. Luckily, we no one flew off that bridge. So then we were driving back from Bay City down to South Bend. And that was a good trip. We spent time with my grandmother. We had a good time. Now it was time to leave. My parents happened to be there at the same time, and we were trying to rush back home because that day happened to be Christmas Eve, and we were celebrating Christmas Eve at our house, and yet we had nothing made for dinner yet. So my parents left first, we left second, and on our way there, of course, we were picking up things to cook by the time we got home. We had to skip Chicago altogether because we had totally forgotten and mix-matched our days. So as we were driving back and picking up things left and right, ham at one store in one city, salad mixes in another, it was just getting crazy. And it just so happens that every time we would stop, we'd end up passing our, my parents. So it was never a chance to uh, get ahead of the game until finally we get home. I have to shovel our driveway in order for us to get into our house we still have to cook. It's colder than cold in the house. We hadn't been here for four days. My parents were due over in an hour. Would you believe we got that Christmas Eve taken care of? The fire going with no problem. The dinner all on the table. And smiles on each of our faces as we celebrated a very, very special Christmas. So I guess it goes to prove you can have the craziest of times, but when it's done with love in your heart, and true intentions, I think that's when they come all together. I just want to be able to take this time to wish you the very merriest of Christmases, the happiest of happiest of New Year's, and remember to take time to spend with those you love most, be it your real family or the families you create, because that's what makes the season special. Until 2016, we'll see you again down here in the vault. Tis the season to be jolly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, Take it, Russ. this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! Oops. 
They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. We can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? <laughs> eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. <laughs> then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Of the United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are people that have played roles in movies, television, animation, web series, and so much more. And with us here this week, you know, with the holidays and so much more, it's somebody that's no stranger to you. You know her from Coal Miner's Daughter, of course, The Simpsons, and National Lampoon's All the Vacation Films. We have none other than the talented Beverly D'Angelo here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you. Hi. Hi, everybody. It is our pleasure having you on, especially with the holidays in wing. But before we jump into your career, the one thing that I always love to lead off with is what led you down this career path of wanting to pursue acting? A series of accidents. I was <laughs> a, I, I came out to Los Angeles to work as an uh, at Hanna-Barbera Cartoon Studios, started out as an inker and painter. Then I found that I could sing, so I started singing, traveling around, emigrated to uh, immigrated to Canada, was a singer there, was in a repertory company there, did a musical uh, version of Hamlet, a producer saw it, said, fire everybody but that girl, suddenly I'm opening on Broadway, the show closes, I get a Screen Actors Guild card with one line in what was to be Annie Hall, it wasn't called that at the time, did a whole bunch of movies, boom, 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 right in a row, and... um it was acting for me. Well, you know, and, you know, like you said, you started off in so many different things, too. You know, starting off with animation and then leading down into acting. And your career has been so fruitful. I mean, from everything from American History X uh, all the way through to Entourage. And, I mean, kind of. I'm lazy. I'm really lazy. I'm so lazy that, like, I, I decided to start a Twitter account. I put as my little byline, the laziest girl in town. I have, like, 560 followers. I don't even 
write anything. I mean, I'm just lazy, and I haven't really... I'll tell you something. I've pursued a life. I've pursued a creative life. Uh, or I, let me put it this way. I've pursued a life based on creative expression more than a life based on a career. And I found that that, that, that expressing myself has, you know, in, in later in life had a lot to do with uh, being a mother. And it's Definitely. weird because I play a lot of mothers. <laughs> well, you know, and the one the one popular mother role, of course, that you know everybody asks you about. We're Ellen Griswold. Yes. Uh, what is it like, you know, taking on that role and reprising it so many times to be a family favorite? Well, I, you know, I mean, it, we we didn't when we made the first one, we didn't think, oh, now we're starting a franchise or anything. It's just people liked it. The first one was a satire, but everybody identified with it. But that is basically, you know, Ellen Griswold is based on the chemistry that Chevy Chase and I have. Somehow, between the two of us, we came up with those characters, you know, and 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 it's that chemistry that kind of persisted through all of the. All of the combos, you know, I don't think he could be Clark without Ellen, and I certainly couldn't be Ellen without Clark. Definitely. Well, you know, and the chemistry is there because you can see it inside every film. Uh, you know, it just goes back and forth, and it relates to so many people. I mean, I, I also feel like, you know, I've seen Everybody has a Clark in them. He, he's the patriarch who just, you know, has a dream, wants to make it come true, kind of doesn't. But in the end, you know, I'll tell you something. I think of those movies that I did with Chevy as love stories, really. Because it is kind of all based on love. I mean, in the end, it's, you know, the family never breaks up. They never get divorced. I mean, you know what I mean? There's love there. Well, you know, is there any one of those films, too, that is your absolute favorite to date, whether that's working, you know, on screen or off screen or just something that really is your fondest memory out of all the films? Okay, you told me, Jonathan, that you have four kids. Am I supposed to ask you who your favorite child is? (laughs) (laughs) Touche. I mean, I'm not trying to be aggressive about it, but I don't know. Don't ask me. Well, with the holiday here, of course, Christmas vacation always seems to be a perennial favorite. Uh, you know, everybody seems to love that, you know, lighting of the house and so many different moments from that film. Uh, I guess looking at that film now and all the cast and the people that were on there, um, you know, working with some of those, uh, I guess, veteran actors as well. What was it like working with such a great ensemble cast? It was fantastic. It really kind of upped everything because it was an atmosphere of a real actor's set, you know. So it wasn't just kind of like turning in, you know, a sequel or anything. I mean, there, there was just a great deal of respect for, for, for the people that were on the set. And, and it, it, it created that kind of atmosphere, you know. It was great. It's fantastic. Well, you know, and with those films, I mean, you know, like you said, when you started with the originals, you didn't realize that it would become this franchise. And of course, now, you know, annual perennials and, uh, you know, of course, reprising your roles in the latest vacation movie as well. Is uh, Ellen the kind of role where if they ever tapped you on the shoulder and said, all right, you, you want to do one more? Would you always be up for it? Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, I, I, I started her. I think there'd be no reason not to. Why not? Now, aside from just vacation, too, you've done so many other things that people love. And even in The Simpsons, you know, being Lurlene, uh, what is it like doing voice roles as opposed to, you know, uh, being on screen and, of course, being able to, you know, pursue with, uh, you know, your singing and, and all that kind of stuff as well? Oh, I loved it. I loved it because there's, there's, a, there's a certain amount of freedom, you know. You don't have to worry about um, – I mean, I, I loved it. I love it. I mean, my 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 kind of segue into acting was always musical. Anyway, I 
I, I kind of thought of myself as a singer who became an actress. So doing The Simpsons was great because I was playing a singer, the singing waitress from Fiddle County. Plus, I love those people, and it's it's it was a very cool place to work. We did a we did actually a a performance at the Hollywood Bowl, not this summer, but uh, the summer before last. It was a fantastic show, and and um, all the characters, you know, it was like all singing, all dancing, and all the characters kind of came to life. It was great. I just, I loved that experience. I loved being part of that show. Even if it's a teeny part, it, it uh, meant a lot to me. Well, you know, and I don't think there's any such thing as a teeny part when it comes to a Simpson role because the Simpson fans, they nail down every single character. It doesn't make a difference. I know. They're really, uh, they rival the Star Wars fans. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, too, with the fans and many other things you've done, I mean, your career, you have so many different credits. And, of course, you know, from the House Bunny as well as Entourage, which, you know, is a huge breakout hit and being, uh, you know, Barbara Miller on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life, and know, that was a very cool role, too. I mean, to go from because I, I had my kids at a really late point in my life. I was 49. I just turned 49 when I gave birth to twins. And so I kind of stepped back for a little bit. And um, it was like a real gift that Doug Allen just said, hey, you know, do you want to do this? But that character was so different from, uh, you know, what, what most people knew me as, as far as Ellen Griswold. It was really great to play like a, a strong person who was strong not because she was angry at anybody, but just strong and didn't take any, you know, any any anything from anyone. It was a great, great role, great character. Fabulous experience. Definitely. You, you know, and through your career, like you said, you know, so many different things and taking that time away and coming back. I guess, uh, you know, with working on a lot of these, you know, films and shows and voice work that everybody knows you from, do you ever have any of those stories or moments that are just one of those r things in your life where you're like, when I write my memoirs, that is definitely something that you're not going to see on screen, but I'm never going to let it leave me. You mean an experience I had that changed my life kind of thing? Just in general, uh, whether that was meeting uh, somebody specific, specific or something. Oh, that come on. I've had a crazy life. Look at my life. <laughs> I, I, I went to Europe when I was 14 to study art. By 17, I was on my own, you know, um, uh, singing with uh, Ronnie Hawkins, who invented rockabilly in Canada really plucked out of a very small repertory company to star on Broadway, married a Duke in 1981, kind of left Hollywood at that point, did vacation because my husband, the Duke, thought it was funny, but never thought in a million years anything would happen. I was 29 years old playing the mother of a 15-year-old, and it had dogs and kids who knew. That turned out to be like, you know, such a such a hit and such a – had such – uh, 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 longevity in it that it made all this other stuff possible. I didn't even live in Hollywood from, oh God, from like 84 to, well, easily from 83 until 1992. I didn't even live here. I was just kind of doing, you know, what was offered to me. I wasn't, as I said, I haven't really pursued a career, <clears throat> but I've, I've just had so many fluky, wonderful, miraculous things happen from out of, nowhere that I, I couldn't pinpoint anyone. I mean, I'll give you an example. I just did a, <clears throat> I get a call to do this movie. I read a script that's the most fabulous script I've read, you know, that I can remember. Written by Robin Swicord, who wrote Memoirs of a Geisha. I think she wrote, I think she wrote Forrest Gump too. She wrote and directed the Jane Austen um, uh, club, but she, it, it's a, it's a, 
picture called Wakefield that's starring Brian Cranston and Jennifer Garner. I play Jennifer Garner's mother. Very unusual project and totally filmic in that I can't really even tell you what it's about. You're going to have to see it. It's based on an E.L. Doctorow film. But that's, I mean, an E.L. Doctorow short, short story of the same name. But that's the kind of thing that it came from out of nowhere. And I remember going to that set and ended up saying, you know, I'd forgotten about this part of being inspired. You know, I'd, I'd forgotten. And here I am, you know, at this late stage of my life, still finding, you know, inspiration from out of nowhere, you know what I mean? So I, I, I can't say that there's any one thing except that maybe maybe there are two things. I mean, there's only one thing I know for sure about myself through all the experiences and the bizarre life I've had of living here, Canada, England, Ireland, back to the States, having kids so late, doing all these things. I know that what makes me happy is to do something that I, is to make something that I consider beautiful. And that can be something for the public, it can be something personal, it can be something within my home, it can be something in a relationship. I know that that's what makes me happy. And, uh, I'd also say that I'm still looking for like new, I'm still looking for new experiences, you know, on any level. So, I, I, I couldn't say, oh, this happened and that was the best. I, I still think anything could happen, and and it would be just as thrilling as and interesting as the stuff I've experienced. I know that's the longest answer that could ever have been given in the history of a podcast. And I thank you, <laughs> thank you for listening. If any of that makes sense. <laughs> Congratulations, you're as crazy as I am. Well, you know, I look at it as, you know, you have so many different things, like you said, and you're touching base upon a lot of these. You know, I, I expect to, you know, probably see a Beverly movie out there at some point, you know, or or a nice... Big, thick book. Memoirs, Yeah, you know. big, thick book. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, I, I started to write a book called Once Upon a Nanny, and I thought that, that the best way to tell my life story was kind of like a Romana Clef that would be focused on when I had kids and, 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 uh, you know, describing a character who was accessing her creative, or her chaotic present by looking at, who was accessing her chaotic past by trying to deal with her chaotic present. And, uh, I realized it really was a memoir, but I see, my kids are going to be 15 in January. I don't think I can really do a straight ahead memoir, you know, I mean, um, uh, just because I, there's so much a part of my life and I don't feel like I have uh, the right to talk about their life and how much, and, 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 and in a way, like kind of, uh, you know, burden them with an identity. So I don't know. I mean, maybe an anecdotal memoir um, or, you know, some kind of fiction. Uh, yeah, but yeah, 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 writing, yeah. Absolutely. I keep you from talking so much. <laughs> well, you know, and like we said, you know, you've been part of so many different things. And of course, you know, coming back, you know, full circle here with the holidays and uh, being part of all the vacation films. And uh, of course, the infamous always changing of all the children in every single film. Do you ever get in contact or keep in contact with any of the cast from any of the films? Yeah, I, I, keep, I just talked to Chevy a couple nights ago. I keep in touch with him a lot. Um, I always hear from Dana Barron. Um, 
you know, there's kind of a bond. I saw Juliet Lewis well, in the past couple of years, but you know, there's a bond that gets created when you're a family, and especially when it's when it when it's turned into kind of an iconographic family that that doesn't really go away. But if you're an actor and you're an actor like me, you know, you 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 you're really good at creating like intimate friendships quickly and solidly, and kind of. Then the then the project is over and you kind of leave that where it is. But when you see each other again, you just pick up where you left off, you know. Well, you know, and with that too, I guess with like you said, you know, being part of so many different things and of all the different roles you've done, uh, you know, with that, you know, there's always a lot of the really over the top fans, especially with as much as these uh, many films and television series and uh, voice work you've done are such you know fan followings. Do you ever just get those fans that are so over the top? Uh, you're just kind of like, wow, I've I, I've either really touched their lives or wow, they're just really big fans. You know, I do, especially from the vacation movies. I get a lot of fans that that um, you know they're just sweet and kind, and I think that that um, that that for whatever reason, I mean, you know, I I kind of have connected with the public in a way that I don't get crazy weirdo fans. I, I, I honestly, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't met a fan I didn't like. You know what I mean? They're, they're, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's, I know that my intentions have always been pure. Pure to the point where I've, I've, I'm sure I've sabotaged, you know, many, I know I've sabotaged a lot of career opportunities that other people who were more plotting and planning and corporate would have taken advantage of. But, um, I've always done stuff because I wanted to, you know, for whatever reason. It could be to work with the people or to, to just experience something or whatever. And for whatever reason, I think that what that's connected me to in the public are, 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 are good people. I mean, I don't have any. I had a stalker once, but that was taken care of. But nobody knows. Well, you know, and that that just goes to show you that you know you've reached people in so many different ways that they they respect you as an artist, an actress, and as a fan. That you don't have any of the the crazy over the tops, you know, tattooing Beverly on their arms or anything. Um, I, I have seen a couple tattoos, but um, <laughs> uh, but I think that's fine. I don't think that's crazy. well you know and you continue to work and you continue to press on with so many different things and do you have anything in the wings right now that you're working on that we're going to be yeah you know well i just told you about wakefield there was a film i made called under the bed that's the first kind of psychological thriller that i've done that was written and directed by daniel merrick who was the director and uh creator you know on blair witch project love that not sure when that's coming out i think this summer it's a stalker genre it's it's based on a true story about this woman in in Japan who had a guy living under her bed for a month before she found out. But anyway, um, and I just did a web series that I just finished doing with a girl named Lisa Schwartz that you might not have heard of, but millions of people have. Her her videos are really popular on YouTube, and uh, we just did a series together that's going to be a web series, ten episodes called Party Girl. And that was lots of fun, and uh, I look forward to seeing that, you know, um, see, seeing what happens with that. I'm really interested in, like, 
new media and all that. I kind of think that's what's going on. So, you know, there's no slowing down. We're constantly going to be seeing you out and about and so many different things. And we know you're busy. Uh, you know, of course, you know, we don't want to keep you too long here. But with the holidays in wing and, you know, Christmas in the horizon and, of course, being part of that perennial where everybody's setting out to see those families, is there anything you'd like to leave out there for fans of Beverly, fans of everything from your career, from Coal Miners, Daughters, Simpsons, Vacation, Entourage, you name it, that you'd like to leave out there for all of your listeners and fans tuning in? Hey, have, have a great holiday season and uh, um, find something you want to do that you love to do and at, at least do it for five minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's our pleasure having you stop in. Always welcome anytime, especially with anything new on the horizon. And Jonathan, thank you. I'll be calling you again. We should do pleasure. this regularly. Oh, definitely. You know, you know, be a be a monthly guest or a bi monthly or you know, every six months. You never know. Happy to do it. And the next time, instead of talking about me, we can just talk about other things and what's going on. Anytime. It was our pleasure. Pleasure's mine. Bye bye. <laughs> Christmas vacation
Hello D-Heads and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. Hey D-Heads, have you seen the new movie, Star Wars The Force Awakens? Or maybe you're like me, I haven't got the chance to go see it yet. I bet few of you... Okay, a lot of you are screaming at me by saying, What? You haven't seen the movie, Randy? <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe I'll see it within a week or so. But in the meanwhile, I have some great news for all my D-Heads gamers out there. It's called Lightsaber Escape. All you need is a desktop browser and a smartphone. The cool thing is that you can use your smartphone, which becomes a lightsaber, to take out the bad guys on your computer screen or even vice versa in this all new experience. Lightsaber Escape is a Google Chrome ex experiment that is made with conjunction with Lucasfilms and Star Wars Visual Effects Studio Industrial Light and Magic. It uses WebGL for the 3D graphics, WebSocket for the real-time communication between your smartphone and desktop, and WebRTC. It works with your Mac and PC, iOS, and Android device while running Google Chrome browser. You can check it out at g.co backslash l-i-g-h-t-s-a-b-e-r. That web link again is g.co backslash l-i-g-h-t-s-a-b-e-r. Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney's Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, may the Force be with you. To keep Christmas spirit alive in our hearts. Season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. Don't we now our gay apparel, fa la 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 la. Through the ancient Yuletide carol, fa la 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 la. Fa la 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 la. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your King. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Christmas D-Heads, Paige here with a very special Christmas Magical Music Review. It is week four of Diz Radio's Very Merry Christmas Celebration, and we are here with you on Christmas to add a little Disney magic to your celebrations. 
For our special show, I had a song that I really wanted to use, and I just needed to find the perfect way to include it. So this week, we are going back in time a little to the days of Christmas past on Playhouse Disney and to the days of Christmas present on Disney Junior with some music from some of the channel's most popular shows and their Christmas specials. I have two shows from Playhouse Disney's days and two from Disney Junior, and we are going to celebrate this Christmas with some of our favorite characters. With all that said, let's get to the music on this most special and festive day. Starting in the days of Christmas past on Playhouse Disney, we have music from the 1999 holiday episode, Happy Holidays, from Out of the Box. Vivian, Biobay, McLaughlin, and Tony James celebrated the holidays with their friends in the Box Playhouse, with crafts and the telling of the Gift of the Magi, as well as music time, singing The Holidays Are Here. It's an upbeat tune, with Viv and Tony taking the lead in vocals, being joined in by the neighborhood kids to round out the lyrics. Talking about all the fun things that happen at the end of the year during the holiday season, the group celebrates everything they love during the holiday season, like snow, cookies, family, and fun. They'll laugh and play, and dance and sing, and the bells will ring, because the holidays are lots of fun and their favorite time of year. It's music time! We're all ready for the holidays! Gather around now, everyone! Now the year is almost done! We'll laugh and play, cause the holidays are always lots of fun! It's a special time of year! Full of laughter and good cheer We'll dance and sing and the bells will ring Now the holidays are here We'll laugh and play cause the holidays are our favorite time of year These are days we love to spend With our family and friends With moments we all laugh about Time and time again And when everybody's here You can tell the time is near We hope you'll stay cause the holidays are our favorite time of year we hope you'll stay, cause the holidays are our favorite time of year. It's great to get together with all the folks we love. And nothing could be better than piles of snow and lots of cookies and presents. Wow, I just can't wait. We'll gather around now, everyone. Now the year is almost done. We'll laugh and play, cause the holidays are always lots of fun. It's a special time of year, full of laughter and good cheer. Jumping ahead to our first song of Christmas present on Disney Junior, we have a song coming from a very McStuffins Christmas from the 2013 holiday episode of the hit series Doc McStuffins. With Kiara Muhammad, Robbie Rist, Laura Jill Miller, and Jess Harnell taking the vocals, we have a cute, albeit short, Christmas song. I was unable to track down a title for this little number, but I still wanted to share it with all of you. Doc, Stuffy, Lammy, Chili, Commander Crush, Tobias the Elf, and Santa want to wish you a Merry Christmas. They love being all together, and they hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Whoa, Doc, is there anything special you'd like for Christmas? As long as we get home and get to spend it with my friends and family, I can't imagine a better Christmas than the one I'm already having. You truly have the Christmas spirit. We're all here together in the chilly, frosty weather. It's our favorite holiday. 
Snow is falling steady and Santa's at the ready with presents spilling out of his sleigh. <laughs> we'll help you hang your ornaments with great space-tastic cheer. We're cuddled up tight on this magical flight. Hooray! The game's all here. Have a healthy, happy, wonderful Christmas. A huggable, snuggable, lovable Christmas. I hope you get everything on your wish list. How long you won't want to miss this. The happiest, very rich stuff is Christmas time. Our next song is from one of my favorites growing up, Bear in the Big Blue House. Bear the gang celebrated many holidays in the Big Blue House. In fact, in 2002, Bear's holiday collection was released with songs for Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Bear had a holiday episode of his own with A Berry Bear Christmas in 1999. Fun fact, this episode actually aired the day after the Out of the Box episode we looked at a few minutes ago. The gang is excited about Christmas Day, which is fast approaching, but also learns about Hanukkah and Kwanzaa along the way. They also take part in Bear's favorite Christmas tradition, finding the Winterberry. Brought to us by the whole cast, Noel McNeil, Peter Linz, Tyler Bunch, and Vicki Eibner, our song is a clear opener for a Christmas celebration. Full of energy and reminiscent of the show's theme song, here is Bear, Ojo, Tutter, Pip, Pop, Trilo, and Old Doc Hog with A Berry Bear Christmas. Now to close out this week, I have the final song from the Holiday in Enchantia 2014 holiday episode from Sophia the First. In the land of Enchantia, Wassalia is celebrated on the coldest day of winter, and after a blizzard almost keeps the royal family apart on this joyous holiday, they are brought together with new friends to celebrate the day. And to end the episode, their wish to everyone is that the holidays bring everyone peace and joy, which is the title of our song. Starting with Sophia herself, Ariel Winter, she is joined by the rest of the cast, Darcy Rose Byrnes, Zach Callison, Sarah Ramirez, Travis Willingham, Eric Stone Street, and Tim Gunn. It is a very soft legato song full of warmth and feeling. It brings the end of the episode to a perfect close and will serve the same purpose for us. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, D-Heads. From those who you love to the stars up above, may the holidays bring you peace and joy. Until next time, D-Heads, see ya! Merry Christmas! The firelight is shining bright while the snow blows cold outside.
Heads, I have another silly, embarrassing Christmas story to tell you. Since we're all the crazy, silly um, antics and mishaps that usually happen sometimes during the holidays, and sometimes it could be good and sometimes it could be bad, but in this case, it's not so bad, but I'll get to the story. I'm dating myself back, I was in 6th grade, we had about 4 inches of snow in Pennsylvania, and that seems a lot for our area during that time. We were getting ready to end the year, we had 2 weeks vacation from school, which is awesome, yeah, be happy that you have 2 weeks off from school, let me tell you. Enjoy it, we were, in, at the time we were counting down, we were had some holiday desserts, cookies, brownies, um, I, th I believe there were some pies that were there that people were brought in. We were watching a VHS classic Christmas movie. Yes, yes, VHS. That's why I did mention in this story, VHS. So I'm dating myself. I remember I told you guys. This is way back. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. So we're counting down. We were getting all our things, clean out our desk, uh, we're getting ourselves ready for the new year, so we don't really need some extra, you know, stuff. You know, sixth graders had candy wrappers, papers that were obsolete for like two months. Why I had that in my desk, I don't know. So anyway, so I'm chucking all that, my back was so heavy, I'm like, okay, I'm getting rid of this and start fresh for the new year. And we were getting ready to line up at the door. And where this classroom was, this was additional um, portable building, um, mobile, that was um, added to the end of the school year, or the year that, that year. They happened to install a fire alarm system without the red metal gate. Lo and behold, Randy was the one closest to the door. Yeah, you kind of see where this um, story is going to. <laughs> Anyways, it was all by accident, but when the dismissal bell rang, I grabbed my backpack on my um, right shoulder, I swung it over to my left, not knowing how close I was near the fire alarm, and the thing fell down. The little uh, door came off, and the alarm went off, and everybody's like, looking at me like, what did I just do? <laughs> 
And I'm like, oh, I'm like looking at everybody's like, Randy. I'm like, it wasn't me. I looked behind it, and sure enough, my backpack bumped it off. I'm here trying to struggle and put this fire alarm. Kids were leaving, laughing at me. I was all embarrassed. Okay, I stopped it. The door kind of got latched on. I kind of gave it like, okay, let it go slowly. And the fire alarm came uh, came back on again, and the thing came down off the latch. And I'm like, oh geez. And the teacher's like trying to help me, and um, all the kids are like, oh my gosh, laughing and stuff. Anyways, it happened for the third time. Teacher got it to get stuck and keep it in the lock position, and it came down to the point where we decided, okay, let's both try to do it at the same time and push on the little fire door um, latch, and it happened to lock. Uh, my teacher and I was the last two people in the building, in the portable building there, module. And everybody's looking at me like, oh snap, Randy's in trouble, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, fire trucks was coming, police uh, was coming, ambulance, because the school district, you know, the school didn't know what was going on. I thought it was a real emergency. All the students were lying out the building and teachers were remaining calm until the fire alarm stopped and everybody was going back in. During that time, back and forth, my sister told me what happened too. She witnessed this on the other side of the building, seeing all the teachers going back out of the building. Okay, fire alarm stopped. All the kids went back in. Oh, heard a fire alarm going off. Okay, all the way back. All everybody get away from the building. Ah, oh, man. And the, during that time, there was cars in the pickup area for kids, for the parents to pick up their kids during that time. So you can imagine, there were school buses there waiting to be getting the kids from the school to be picked up. The parents were trying to be wondering what is going on, thinking of uh, something's happening. Um, so long story short, everything got dismissed, everything was taken care of. Everybody finally went back to the building. Made There was a public announcement saying, sorry for the inconvenience, uh, there was a false alarm in one of the portables. I'm like all embarrassed. Um, I didn't share it to you. I was just stunned like, oh geez, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. They dismissed everybody. They said everybody did a great job, which was great. Everybody uh, followed the fire drill lining and make sure everybody was safe out of the building. Later that evening, I got a phone call from my teacher and also the school principal saying that um, you're not in trouble, Randy. Uh, it will be taken care of. That it will be installed with the gate over it to, for safety. And um, they were. It was a last-minute installment, so it, they were known that they were kind of finicky with the door to being loose. So lesson learned: do not swing your backpack near a fire alarm without the gate on it. Here's the thing I don't understand. Why is there a lock in it if it's in case of emergency? You need to fire if you see a fire and you're the nearest fire alarm's right there, you should pull it. But what if it's locked? Then what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. I was a kid, I'm think, thinking, okay, if there's a fire alarm, there's a fire and there's a lock in it, how can it be unlocked? And what if you know that's crazy, it's crazy, I don't know. Anyways, just throwing out there. So Let's all point our fingers and look at me, Randy. Stay away from fire alarm without the door latch on it. Yeah. All right. Well, this is my silly, uh, embarrassing story. Hope you guys enjoy it. Have a merry Christmas. Enjoy the great holiday festivities with your families and friends. Be safe and have a great new year. Until then, D heads. See you in 2016. 
taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this very long Christmas edition as we finally close out our very merry Christmas celebration here at the show. I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the talented, the ever-popular, the one that has played a role in many people's lives, Beverly D'Angelo, for stopping in here and spreading some Christmas cheer for all of you D-heads. Definitely check her out in all of her new horizons, and of course, watch Christmas Vacation tonight. You gotta watch it and enjoy it. Thank you, Beverly, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team, yes, of Aaron, Caitlin, Nathan, Paige, Jason, Randy, and Cody, all for stopping in with their signature segments, their magical memories, and all kinds of fun to celebrate the Christmas season and Christmas Eve here at the show. And most of all, I want to thank you, the D-heads. You are the greatest gift that I could possibly have for Christmas, because without you, there would be no show. We wouldn't be coming back at you for the last five years with magic, memories, and guests from your lifetime of Disney. So thank you, the D-heads, for making this possible. Now, next week is the last show of the year. Yes, the last show of 2015 and we're going to make it fun we're going to make it interesting but before I jump into giving you the clues as to who our special guest is going to be I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show and first and foremost you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on the official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which will help you find our fun, magical, quirky little show. And you can always subscribe and get the latest shows on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, and more, just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and get the latest shows right there on your device as soon as they get released. So definitely subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And remember, you can find all of these links and more, including connecting up with the D-Team and our archives at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-Heads, next week, the last show of 2015, we have somebody very special stopping in. He might be a ghost telling us what 2016 is going to be like. He's going to help us set sail into 2016, and he might even stalk you throughout 2016. Get ready, put the pieces together, because we have a fun show lined up, for our New Year's Eve edition. So all of you D-heads, with that said, the one thing I'm excited for, it's Christmas Eve. You gotta leave out those cookies for Santa. And if it's one thing I love, and many of you know, because of my wife and making her cookies, you gotta love Christmas cookies. So I'm gonna leave you with that on this wonderful Christmas Eve. Leave out those Christmas cookies for Santa. Get ready, because tomorrow, the Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade, all kinds of fun, magic, memories, and all kinds of memories that are gonna last you a lifetime. Once again, all of you D-Heads, it has been a fun, wild ride this month for the very Merry Christmas celebration. It's finally arrived, and Merry, Merry Christmas. And remember, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business, especially on Christmas, all of you D-Heads. Now go ahead, eat those cookies, and I'll catch you next week. (laughs) 
I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. The ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas tree, bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Now those Christmas cookies are a special treat The more she bakes, the more I eat And sometimes I just can't get myself to stop Uh-huh Sometimes she waits till I'm asleep And then she'll take the ones that I don't eat And put those little sprinkly things on top Oh yeah I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe The ones that look like Santa Claus Christmas trees, bells and stars I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe Now those sprinkly things just make things worse Cause it makes them taste better than they did at first And I'm just thoroughly unable to resist Some disappear to who knows where But I make sure that I get my share And those kids just stand there waiting for the ones I miss Oh yeah I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe She gets mad if they're all gone Before she gets the ice and put on I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe Now there's a benefit to all of this that you might have overlooked or missed. So now let me tell you the best part of it all. Yeah. Every time she sticks another batch in the oven, there's 15 minutes for some kissing and a hugging. And that's why I eat Christmas cookies all year long. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. Like those Christmas cookies, babe Yeah The ones that look like Santa Claus Christmas trees, bells and stars I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.